Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Alika Hope and Change. I'm Alika Hope. That's who I am. I, there's some guy who's like hosting the show with me. I, I I can't remember what his name is or who he is or or anything about him. Uh, maybe he'll come and talk. Uh, I know it's he's handsome. Unforgettable. And- it's unforgettable. <laughs> I'm unforgettable. I'm change. My name is Emil. I'm your older oh, brother. Right. Oh, my older and brother. And you know, you know good and well yeah. that when I show up, the party starts. And I'm oh. here. The party has started. The party ain't a party till Emil comes through and uh, there uh, it is. Uh, uh, See, uh, now, yeah. see, see, here's the thing. I, I'm yes. all the way back in our hometown, Portland, Oregon, and I'm live recording from here. Yeah. And this fine day, it was this week, especially the weekend prior, it was like 115 degrees in Portland, Oregon. There was no party. I was, you know, my auntie, she's been texting me the past three days um, on my mom's side and uh, saying how hot she is and everything. And I was like, what? Because, you know, I don't watch the news enough. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I think, isn't it, wasn't yesterday the hottest day or earlier this week was the hottest day on record, like on Monday or something? Several of the hottest days on record anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Portland, Astoria, I was on the coast. It was 98 degrees on the Oregon coast. Can you believe this? I'm like, who moved Arizona to the Pacific Northwest? It is hot. And it was dry heat. It was an oven. It dry was, heat? It was cooking an egg on a rock hot. That is crazy. So, you know, I, for our listeners out there that aren't familiar with the Northwest in Portland, Oregon, one of the things you have to remember about the Northwest is most people don't have air conditioning because no. it's not something that people have ever really needed. Like, I think when I was five or six, there was another heat wave and uh, it was like 110 or something. And that's like the last time I remember it getting that super hot there. So it doesn't happen that often. And so for those of you who are listeners like in the South or even on the East Coast who are like, yeah, 115, that just stay inside all day. Well... In the Northwest, that's not always possible, right? E, like, what do people do? Right. So our grandmother, Momo, she had a basement. And when mm-hmm. it got really hot, we would just go to the basement. Her basement was not built up. So you so you got to think, a lot of people in the Northwest have basements, so they all head mm-hmm. for their basements if they're inside. Otherwise, there are cooling centers or people. I went to the beach. There were people in every river, not just the Columbia mm. River, but every little tiny river, every creek and stream, the Nahalem River, the um, all of the little tributaries and feeders going into the ocean, going into the Columbia. Everywhere there could be any potential relief, people were there getting wow out of their homes because there's no way you could roast in your house if you didn't have some form of air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is at night, um, during this past weekend, especially when you're experiencing the heat at night, did it cool off at all? Or was it just warm constantly? It was warm constantly. Breezes were hot breezes. Um, Ugh. when it cooled off during the evening, it got down mm-hmm. to the, down to the high eighties, low nineties. <sighs> Oh, my goodness. Well, who I really feel for are our senior citizens. Um, I hope that, you know, people were able to check on our seniors and that the city was able to care for them um, because that's really hot. And um, also young babies, really, because those two groups are not as good at, you know, self-regulating temperature. Um, And, you know, those are the populations to really look out for. 
And just as a, a word of just remembrance to everybody, never, ever, ever keep a child or a pet in the car in hot weather. That has been your public service announcement. Whether ever. it's on or off. And I know the fancy new electric Tesla has a monitoring feature. Just don't fall don't into do the it. habit. Just don't oh. fall into the habit. Because uh, especially babies and pets who yeah. don't have the ability to regulate their uh, temperature well, they yeah. are so vulnerable to even a short burst of that intense heat in the car. And yes. while, while I've been here and it just broke out of triple digits uh, today mm -hmm. for the high just broke i think the high today was like 97 or 98 and everyone here was you would have thought it was 75 degrees we were so happy to be able to go outside and not roast <laughs> well, i gotta get back to something you just said so the tesla the new tesla has a monitor i'm not sure how i'm feeling about that so oh my gosh so yes what does this it thing actually do? it actually monitors the temperature inside the car mm -hmm. and if you do leave uh, your pet in the car. It actually, it's called the pet feature or something. I can't remember the name of it because I don't own one, but I was reading right. about it. And for those of our listeners who are Tesla drivers, please email us at alikahope at gmail.com so we can talk about this feature that your car has that actually keeps the car cool for pets. Yeah, and I guess my, my number one concern, of course, is it, what happens if that feature breaks down? I mean, I like what you said after that was just, just don't do it. Um, right. Just don't do it in the first place. Just don't be in the habit. And uh, I'm, I actually own two dogs and my children were once babies. And I can tell you, I just don't leave my dogs in the car, period, because nope. sometimes it gets too cold to leave them in the car. And it's like my kids always want to bring the dogs everywhere and I have to say no. And they're like, but mom, it's only like 70. I'm like, no, nah, you just why even have that? Like if I don't need to, you know, um, because it gets really hot and then sometimes it gets really cold. And I have little dogs. You know, if you have like a big wolf kind of dog, you can leave them in your car in the cold, I guess. But not mm -mm, not a Chihuahua and not a Maltese. Are you kidding? They'd be like, no, get those, me out. I need my heat Those are pocket hand. dogs. Like they, yeah. they fit in your pocket, right? <laughs> and, and they're really cute and I love them dearly. But I would never ask them to be hardy because that's right. not their job to be hardy animals. And that's okay because, you know, every dog has its role. And their role is to bark and run. And they're yes. very good at both bark of those things. They bark and run. They do eat and poop and they do sleep. But it's really bark and run. Like the first thing they do when they wake up is they say, hey, I'm awake. Bark. Yes. Bark. Run. And, and then you go. And now I have to tell you, though. So Jamie, our engineer, he was one of the first, probably the second actually person to meet my one dog, um, Timmy, the uh, Chihuahua mix who they had found on the side of the road in Arkansas who was clearly abused and neglected. I got him. I adopted him when he was two. And this dog does not generally like men and there's only about two men he really adores and one of them is jamie our engineer and my kids to this day this was like six or seven years ago and i adopted timmy they always say oh he loves jamie so whatever it is about our audio engineer um jamie i don't know what it is about you but timmy likes you and that's really rare so anybody listening who's a male who's been at my house can attest to the fact that timmy doesn't usually like guys no <laughs> just no i have been to your home and i have <laughs> i have one timmy over. only your dog it took time. It took time. It took time. It no, was right not away. Instant. I don't know what it is, Jamie. Are you no, like he, a secret that, dog whisperer? The dog who just sat on my lap. That was it. He just was like, "I'm good." Just my <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> he just my dog. You know what he did? He came in with a pocket full of hamburger. Let's be real. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. 
it was amazing. It was amazing. So that yeah. that tells you about the man behind the controls. Obviously, has a good spirit because if the dog likes you right away, that's a rare thing. Which is why the really the show should be called Alika Hope and Jane and Jamie the Dog Whisperer. But anyway, I right. digress. Uh, no, but here's the thing. Today, yes. as as we you know, our show is is about change makers, and one of yes. the things that every change maker we've had on our show has been someone who can relate to people, relate to other yes. people beautifully. Yes. And today's today's guest is no different. And as we get closer to bringing her on after the break, one of the things that this show focuses on is having the interaction with these change makers, where their spirit is allowed to just come forth freely. And yes. just like Jamie with with your with your dog Timmy, you know our change makers have been people who are very at ease and bring a sense of peace to any room they're in. Mm-hmm. And our guest today is no different. Mm-hmm. And our guest today is not only beautiful in spirit, but she is phenomenally gorgeous, beautiful, dark chocolate skin, beautiful, everything about her. She's been beautiful since she was a newborn baby. And that's all due to the fact that she has a beautiful mother. Um, And so when we come back, I'll explain more about that. But when we come back, we're going to introduce our special change maker for today, Niasha Bryant. We'll be right back. Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. Well, that was a great break. We are back. And I want to explain in detail more about why I said Niasha Bryant. Bryant, that's your hint takes after her gorgeous mother it's because i was a little bit dissing to my brother who actually he is very handsome himself so let me just say that niasha is 80 percent gorgeous because of her mother and 20 percent from her father so he doesn't feel left out um niasha she's our special, smart. She's, she's also smart yeah we know she's that smart. we know that and she yeah. has a beautiful spirit we know yes. that right. yes oh i see she's smart and she gets that from her daddy okay well, I'll give there you, credit you there. go that's I got right you bob now. baba gets to own something Okay. Right, so I'm gonna take the brains. I'll take the lion's share of the brains. Although her mother is a is a medical doctor, so yes. yeah, I can't really take all the credit because yeah. her mother is a brilliant, and I'm brilliant. And yes, her mother's beautiful, and I'm beautiful. So we we have a bit here, but I'm gonna tell you what we imparted to her that she took to the next level. Right, so Nyasha yes. is in the film industry, and she's an entrepreneur. And those two things combined make her a powerful force for change. Something that we value here at uh, Alika Hope and Change mm-hmm. is people who are choosing to make a difference in just their everyday life. It doesn't take a lot. And Yasha's proof of that because what she's doing is de- turning heads simply by doing what she loves. Yasha, can you talk to us a little bit about what's going on with you today that makes you a change maker just by doing what you love. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so, hi, my name is Nyasha, and I own a bookshop. And it's a bookshop geared towards women of color who want to see themselves in magical, adventurous, fantastic stories. A lot of the stories that I think growing up, we only saw a certain type of of character in, but mm-hmm. now we're in 2021 and there's so many books that embrace uh, the varied perspectives 
of what it means to be a woman of color and allows them to be their own heroines that I thought it was time to highlight that in an, in an online bookshop. Wow. Excellent. So <clears throat> I just got to know right off the bat, like who, uh, who inspired you to do this or what was the, like the impetus behind you in 2020, just saying, I'm going to open a bookstop. Did something happen? Something inspire you? Um, you know, I actually would say it's the pandemic. I'm sure that is something you've heard right. a lot recently. <laughs> um, but as a young person being employed in a very volatile industry, there's not a lot of respect for what's new or different from the status quo. And during the pandemic, having a little bit of extra time to really think about my life and what I wanted from it, I realized that something that was really important to me were those perspectives that I didn't feel were being embraced in mainstream media and in the stories that I love to watch and consume and read. Um, so it was really that feeling combined with some extra time that led me to starting an online bookshop because I grew up as a reader. I have always loved fantasy, sci-fi, like magical, adventurous type of books. Mm -hmm. But very rarely did I ever see a character that looked like myself reflected in the pages. So, uh, Yasha, this is beautiful and I love to hear it. I, as your father, would encourage you to read, but you took that to another level. You read voraciously as a child. Do you still <laughs> read like that today? Um, no, not quite. And I think that's all right. I think the point of reading is to enjoy it. You should never really force yourself into it. But I do still read. I still try and read about a book a week um, mm -hmm. because I think reading is one of the easiest, fastest ways to increase your span of knowledge and increase your sense of empathy and become more open to the experiences of others. Um, so it's definitely something I make a priority in my life. Well, what book have you read recently that has helped you um, expand your understanding of others? Um, that is a great question. I would have to say, mm, Grown. Grown is a book um, by Tiffany Jackson mm -hmm. um, that revolves around a young woman who is a rising musician, a rising singer, and something happens to her that casts her whole future in doubt, um, involving mm -hmm. another male musician in the industry. So it's her reputation versus his. Mm -hmm. And although that was a conversation I feel like I've had with my, my girlfriends and with the people that I'm close to in my life, the perspective in that book really brought to light just how alone people who have been victimized can feel and I don't think I really understood that because on the surface I think we hear a lot of you know yes let's support survivors of abuse let's you know um let's champion 
their rights to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, but re- the reality is, is that we still live in a world in which victims of abuse, especially high profile abuses, don't always get heard um, because of all the noise that can be around them. Um, so that was just such a, a powerful book to read um, that really just brought to light something that I think can always be talked about more um, because it's important. And just so, tell us that we just, sorry, I just want to say, tell us ahead. the name of the book and the author one more time. For the name of the book is Grown by mm-hmm. Tiffany D. Jackson. Okay. And do you sell that on misread, uh, misread books? Yes. Yes, I okay. do. All right. Just checking. So you can go to um, www.misreadbooks.org and find this book and many others. Grown. Nyasha is also blogging. How often do you blog, Nyasha? I generally blog about once a week. Mm-hmm. And what's the topic of your of your blog usually? Usually I do book reviews on the books that I carry. Sometimes it's hard to tell whether or not a book is the right fit um, based off of a synopsis. So I mm-hmm. like to write book reviews of what I have in stock um, to help give some more flavor to the book descriptions and allow people who might be interested a chance at learning more and hopefully deciding to read the book. Now, is the blog on your website or is there a blog somewhere else also? It is also on my website, yes. Okay, because I'm looking at one right now and it says murder in G major and my eyes were drawn to it. Of course, as a singer, I'm like, ooh. And I was like, can I open this? I was trying to click it open like quietly while you were talking and I was like, okay, I got to listen to what she's saying, but I'm already intrigued. So did you read murder in G major? I did, I did. It's a wonderful book. (laughs) So... It's basically about this compose this young composer woman who moves to a very out of the way rural Irish town. Um, mm. You know, think seaside, stormy, very atmospheric, and she is there to be the music teacher of a young men's academy that's local to the town she's living in. Um, but the only catch is. She finds out that there's a ghost living in her place, and this ghost wants her to help her solve a murder. Oh my. Yes, oh, cool exactly. This? This sounds so good. Like, definitely. I'm like, tell me more. Like, chills on your arm, sort of story. Uh, um, if you're a music fan, I think you'll definitely appreciate the music references in this book, uh, especially because it's classical music. Mm. Um, from a composer's perspective, the author herself actually comes from the classical music world and is a classical musician. Um, so it's definitely something I would classify as almost the cozy mystery. And I would say almost the cozy mystery because, you know, it's the Irish countryside, so it's not quite that cozy. Well, all our listeners can please go be cozy for a moment because after this break, we're going to be right back to continue talking to Niasha Bryant. Be right back. Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. 
And we are back with Alika Hope and Change. Our special guest is a change maker, Nyasha Bryant, who is the owner and proprietor of Miss Red Books, which you can find at Nyasha. Would you tell our listeners where they can find you exactly? Yes, you can find me online at missredbooks.org. That's M-I-S-S-R-E-A-D-B-O-O-K-S.org. Or you can find me on Instagram at missredbooks. This is and, this is a change maker, wait, is she ladies on Twitter and gentlemen. Too? Is she on Twitter? You on Twitter, sweet? I am on Twitter. I just have not been as active. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, yeah. it is the same at Miss Red Books. All right. Our change maker today is a bookshop owner who is reading, reviewing, blogging about books by for and about women of color in magical, fantastical, and science fiction scenarios. As someone who is also in the film industry, do you see the connection between your bookshop and the work you do every day? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I would say as the film and television industry stands today, What's really important to creative executives, the gatekeepers of this industry, are intellectual properties that have been proven to be successful. And what Mm. this means is that books that are successful, stories that are successful and have already built a fan base and have already built that they can make a profit are incredibly appealing to these creative executives who are looking for intellectual property to adapt. So the more of this content that exists, and I'm definitely seeing more of it every single day, which is incredibly exciting, the more of it exists, the more that will be picked up by creative executives and hopefully developed into film and television and increase the spread of what we see in entertainment. So, yeah, I definitely think there is a huge connection and I'm proud to be a part of that kind of machine. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because in my place, I, as a bookshop owner and also working in the entertainment industry, I can champion the writers I think deserve to be heard. Um, and that is absolutely something I've always wanted to be able to do. And then that is something I can do as a bookshop owner. So your uh, Emil just said that you're in the TV and film industry. Can you tell us like what it is that you do? Yes, absolutely. So I work as a creative content coordinator for a marketing and advertising company. And what we do is we do all of the behind the scenes and EPK interviews. Mm -hmm. um, And those are interviews with the cast and the filmmakers about the project they're working on. Um, So we take these materials, we create these materials, and we turn them into uh, marketing pieces for studios. So if Mm. you've ever seen a making of documentary, that's the kind of content we create. Um, So it's really fascinating to be on the side of things where we get to see how a movie or a show is being put together from pretty much the beginning of the process. That sounds awesome. So I'm going to ask you as the geek in the room, what is the (laughs) coolest or most fun or the craziest project you've worked on so far in that position? 
Oh boy, I definitely think there are a lot of fun ones, but the one I personally have been the most geeked out over is Top Gun 3, or Top Gun 2, sorry, excuse me, Top Gun Maverick. Um, It's the aerial sequences in that movie are absolutely fantastic. They really put the effort into using real jets, and real pilots and they <gasps> caught it all on camera oh and my goodness if you were a fan of the jet stuff in the first movie i yeah. i think you will absolutely love how the second movie looks because they took it and they ran um so it was really cool to be able to see the technology that they used um to make it all come to life as my favorite that? band oh. would say they turned it up to 11 What's your favorite band? Who says the that? Spinal Tap, man. Oh, <laughs> I can't Look. believe you don't know about this. Is Spinal Tap the greatest <sighs> I, documentary ever? Yeah, I know. About Jamie's a band that doesn't exist. Yeah, Jamie probably knows that quote too, don't you, Jamie? <laughs> I'm mad. Okay, <laughs> listen. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I can quote and sing a million Gilbert and Sullivan pieces. Okay, cut me some slack on not knowing Spinal Tap. I am so sorry, my geekoid overlords. I will remedy that situation very soon. It is a fantastic rock (sighs) documentary about a band that doesn't exist. (laughs) I have heard of it. I just never watched it. And that's why Jamie's speechless. Um, But back to Nyasha. Um, That sounds like a really fun job. And I'm guessing that um, I just know that jobs have been opening up a lot here in the film industry, like left and right is that also true in Los Angeles? Is it picking back up there too? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Shooting has been happening during the pandemic, but in a very different way. And mm-hmm. now with more vaccinations and the world starting to open up, um, it definitely looks like there will be more productions in the future, which always means more jobs. Well, that's good. So you're so you're back to being busy. I mean, it sounds like you have your hands in a lot of stuff, like the bookshop and then the marketing work. Um, is there anything else that you're doing right now, change maker? <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, I'm focusing on those two routes. Yeah. Um, but you know, if I have anything interesting to update you guys with, I will. <laughs> well, well yeah. we're going to have you back because you oh, will yeah. have something interesting to update us on, uh, even if it's another project like that's as cool as the Top Gun project you were working on. Um, but I have to interrupt this valuable broadcast for one moment while I okay. remind my sister of yeah, her only have duty. Two minutes. What's my duty? Of her duty. In Because you have not sang one song in this whole podcast. I did a little rap at the beginning. Didn't I oh, do some kind that, of rap? Was that like, your singing? Okay, you're was, right. that, was that it? Yeah. No, I did. And you know what? You're right. It's because I'm so fascinated by our guest. Um, so, um, okay. So I have to sing something. Well, that, you're just putting me on the spot. See? see, That's see, it what has I'm to supposed come, to do. It has do. to flow organically. Uh, you um, had Top Gun. You could have done Danger Zone or you could have oh, done. Um, yeah. uh, there was like three or four songs out of that that I know you know. Oh, I could have, huh? Yeah, that's really you interesting. You never close your eyes. There you go. See, th- that's how bad it's gotten. Yeah, actually, your your father is singing. This is the when we, you we, kiss. Oh goodness gracious! See, see I, even I did. Ooh, that is terrible. <laughs> and you know, I should never be singing. How about? Isn't she lovely? There it is. is. Song for Niasha. Isn't she wonderful? Uh huh. Isn't she so smart? 
She got her own, her own bookstore. I am so happy this change maker here. Niasha's on the air. Isn't she lovely? Bookshop lady. There you go. I just made that up. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank that you, sis. beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Now, um, can you, we're running out of time and I want to make sure everyone gets a hold of the book shop website one more time. So Nyasha, you said it so nicely. Can you tell our listeners one more time how to find Misread Books? Yes, you can find Misread Books at M-I-S-S-R-E-A-D-B-O-O-K-S.org, misreadbooks.org. We are so grateful to have our change maker, Nyasha Bryant here. Thank you for having me. We love it. The founder and owner of Misread Books. And I have a question for Emil. Okay, sis. I'm I, I'm literally standing. I feel like I'm a lineman at the line of scrimmage. Oh, I'm, been, I'm in a three-point stance because you're not going to bowl me over this time. Here we go. You know, did you hear about that book about Mount Everest? Oh, uh, no. I heard it was quite a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that ends another episode of Alika Hope and Change. I'm Alika Hope. I am her brother, ever loving, always happy, here to make and be change, also known as Emil. And thank you, Nyasha. Thank you, Jamie, for all your help. We're out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.